Today on Sagittarian Matters, advanced style, advice on aging, and a road trip to Palm Springs with my guests, Ari Seth Cohen, Shirley Clare, and Valerie Von Sobel. Stay tuned. from California. Producer Ponyo and I took a road trip to Palm Springs last week with Advanced Styles Ari Seth Cohen to attend the 90th birthday celebration of retired showgirl and current Ace Hotel bingo caller Shirley Clare. Along the way, we also got some great stories and advice from Advanced Style star Valerie Von Sobel. here with Ari Seth Cohen from Advanced Style and our new friend Linda Vivian in Palm Springs, California at Shirley Clare's 90th birthday party. Now we're wondering, did you come dressed in this red feather boa to the party or you picked it up at the party? Oh, no, 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 no. This red feather boa is from the Palm Springs Follies. I bought it when the Follies closed. They had a huge sale. So this is an authentic, real feather one. How many times have you worn it? I wear it for pride. Oh. So yeah, today. Yeah, today. It's one of those days. One of those days, Shirley's day. You know, yeah. and pride. How do you know Shirley? I work at the Ace, and I know Shirley from doing bingo every Monday night. Oh, wonderful! And I've known her on and off through the years. That's just lovely. That is lovely. How long have you lived here in Palm Springs? Fifty years. Wow! You look too young. That's okay. I am proud. Yeah, yeah, 50 years. 72 cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Me too. Well, we met just because you were meeting Ponyo, who's here. I love you. You're very sweet. You're very confused. I don't want to be here, Mom. I need a nap. She does need a nap. We did take a nap earlier. Great. Thank you very much. Anything else? Thanks for talking to us. Thank you very much. Enjoy your evening. Yes, you too. Any fashion tips? Feathers are in. Shirley, how are you feeling on your 90th? I feel just like I did when I was 89. And when I was 89, I felt just like I did when I was 88. And it goes all the way back to when I was 30, 20, or 10. No, no, not 10. I don't think you ever notice how old you are until you turn 40. And then I'm not sure you even notice anymore because 40 is like 30 now. Everything is backwards. 90, I think I'm going to make it the new 75. I think that works. Okay, that's the way it's going to be. Any any tips, uh, life tips for us? Yeah, keep stretching, keep moving. Do not be senile. Put your feet on the floor, and when you start to move, don't stop until it's... Don't look at TV in the daytime. Just keep on moving. Don't, don't be a couch potato. Thank you very much, and happy, happy birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Ari Seth Cohen is a photographer, author, and creator of Advanced Style, a project devoted to capturing the sartorial savvy of the senior set. He has two books under this name and a Netflix documentary. I met Ari in line for vegan ice cream on the streets of Los Angeles, and through our mutual love of senior citizens, we became fast friends. Please enjoy my talk with... Ari Seth Cohen.
Ari Seth Cohen, welcome to Sagittarian Matters. Thank you very much. I'll try to be as concise as possible. (laughs) Be concise. We are in Palm Springs on the occasion of Shirley's birthday. What's her last name? Shirley Claire. Shirley Claire's birthday. Legendary Palm Springs Follies showgirl. America's talent star and most recently seen in Miley Cyrus's video, Making Out with Miley Cyrus at 90. Ari, who are you? How would people know who you are? Well, some people might know me as the guy who likes to take pictures of old ladies. We met at a vegan ice cream shop when you said, aren't you that guy that takes pictures of stylish theater citizens? And um, I'm just, yeah, you know, mama's boy. I love my mom. I love my grandma. That's what you're known for? That's what I'm known for. So his, you, you had a blog called Advanced Style. 2008, I started it. Um, when I moved to New York, my grandma had passed away. She was my best friend. And I moved to New York City. She told me when I was young I should live in New York. And uh, because of that void of not having her in my life anymore, I started to meet all these really incredibly dressed, vital, spirited, creative older women and started to photograph them for my blog. And that subsequently uh, turned into two books and a film that was played around and on Netflix. I I watched it on a plane. Oh, you did? Oh, cool. Maybe maybe the flight to experience. Australia, I can't remember. But yeah, I saw it on the plane. These days people are like, I think I saw your movie, which is always my favorite thing to hear. <laughs> yeah, like it, it obviously made a huge <laughs> difference. In you. Well, so, so in the movie, it shows you, you kind of like, you're like walking around New York with your camera, you, or you're stalking old women. You see an old woman with a look you like. You were, look, you were stalking me in the thrift store earlier because I had a giant hat on. Oh, yeah. And you kept, I thought you were an old lady. Um, and then you, how do you summon the courage to go up to them and say, Ponyo, off the sequence. Can I take you? <laughs> producer Ponyo, we're both wearing sequins and producer Ponyo is rolling around. Well, I've been approaching old ladies ever since I was a really young man. I'm saying like eight years old here. And I remember, well, I spent all my time with my grandmother and I remember like taking older women's arms as they were crossing the street. They might not have even wanted me to. Yeah. Always helping them because my grandma always had me. So I figured maybe they want me too. But then I realized that maybe they just want to be independent. And I used to draw pictures of old women. When, at six years old, I made this book about fabulous, fashionable older women. Anyway, I just approached them with a compliment. Um, I've been afraid a few times, but nothing bad has ever happened to me except for a the F word one time. Why did she use the F word? Well, she was this old punk in London and had actual spikes coming out of her head and black um, spider webs all over her face. And she was like probably in her 70s or 80s and looked so incredible. But, you know. So what you said, excuse me, miss. I like those arachnids on your cheeks. (laughs) I said, excuse me, miss. You look so wonderful. Very goth of me. And may I take your photograph? And she's like, I don't, I don't use cuss words. I'm so sorry. I'm a nice boy. Is that F-U? Yeah, she said, F-U, in an English accent. we like, God, I really would like to take your picture. Yeah, I pushed it a little bit, but then you stop pushing it because I don't, like, I don't want to take someone's picture who doesn't want me to take their picture because I want to capture something authentic, something joyful, something that will inspire others. Can we talk about your favorite ladies? 
favorite. Ladies. It's hard. I know. I know. So if you choose favorites, you'll probably get. I'll get in trouble. In trouble. I'm gonna get a, some voicemails, some letters, can some emails, some Instagram comments. Can we talk about your friend who has homemade eyelashes? Well, she's everyone's favorite. We have to admit, um, it, it, the film is still available on iTunes and at the website advancedstylethemovie.com. And I only say that because you'll get to know these women better, and it's worth getting to know someone like Ilona who now is 97. I met her, I think, when she was just about turning 90. On the street? On the street, in the West Village. I'd heard about her around around town, and I kept on wanting to find her. My friend worked at Mark Jacobs in the West Village, and um, he's like, you need to meet this lady. And then finally, two years later, we ran into each other, and she was incredible. She just, like, shines with this brilliant fiery personality and fiery red hair and eyelashes cut from her own hair that are long and wispy and magical and she attracts people with these eyelashes and then she's just the funniest most wise she used to do the splits she started doing she was she's an artist she was a art teacher and she started doing a burlesque performance in her 80s and at 80 or 80 years old she finally felt the freedom to not be so critical of herself. She said her whole life she was so insecure, and then at 80 she realized, I actually have something to offer to people. I'm a teacher, I'm this, I'm that, and she really got this new sense of freedom there. Anyway, we met. She's been so wonderful, taught me so much. She's 97. She's ah, she's brilliant. She wrote a book that's inspiring. She paints every day, walks up three flights of steps. Um. Well, I, you know, I, so I worked with senior citizens for so long and they're all, the seniors I work with um, are all like institutionalized or don't have very much money. And so I remember I was like, oh my God, I love this guy's project. I was like, but it seems like class wise, the people are very different. But then when I watched the documentary, I was like, oh my God, these bitches are wearing stuff made out of like toilet paper rolls. Like what are the, some of the best homemade styles or like yeah. budget? Cause you, you, you kind of, you photograph high and low, like yeah, there's yeah, eccentric yeah. people of all class brackets there's like you know very fashionable like high fashion like ladies with expensive clothing but there's there's also people with things that they just made out of household supplies that's the thing is uh, these women have just learned over the years to perfect what they want to express to the world and how they want to express it and you know thrifting um exchanging clothes between each other um they have been collecting for many years, so vintage wasn't expensive back when they were buying it. Or their clothing is on vintage because they've had it for 50 years. But like someone like Ilona makes a lot of what she wears. She she cuts things up. She, she'll turn like a, 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 a carpet into a pair of shorts by just doing little stitches and paints her shoes and goes to um, Housing Works Thrift Store in New York and pulls like a boa and throws it on she's even if you look at younger pictures of her she was always just very inventive deborah rapaport's known for thrifting everything she doesn't spend more than five dollars on anything and she makes all of her accessories out of recyclable materials including toilet paper rolls for her bracelets and toilet paper and paper towels for her hats um that was surprising to me in the documentary yeah because i always make assumptions about fashion well, see, my project's not about fashion at all. It's about personal expression, personal style, and the vitality and the spirit of these women. It's like very anti-fashion. These women would totally, uh, if you, uh, 
are against the idea of having any trend, you know, they really look at the way they dress as part of the process of being creative and being vital. And it, it, for them, it's like painting or for someone like who really enjoys reading or another person might like to ride their bike. You know, it's it's really just part of their life. It's not any uh, deeper than that. It's it's a reflection of how they present themselves. That's how I feel. I, like sometimes I, I will get dressed often based on my dreams. Like I'll have a dream one night that I'm wearing something and that's how I know what to wear the next day. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 And it's sometimes like the word fashion and, and that whole world can seem so superficial. But I, I've realized doing this for 10 years now that it has so much power what you what you wear or what you choose not to wear. All these different things. And obviously this is very I've said obviously a million times obvious, but these women, when so many people after they turn a certain age are thought of as invisible or treated as invisible, are so visible by just that act of being kind of um, rebellious and radical and putting themselves together a little bit different than everyone else and going out in the world bold and strong, almost punk-like. And they're approached and they've created these connections. And and it's really about maintaining that sense of value and being present and being recognized and continuing to have passion that that keeps people going. And these women, in a way, are doing it through, in one way, their style. But then they also care about health and wellness. And Ilona... uh, swims every day and paints every day you have to have a passion well this uh okay this leads me into another question which is so for me from working with seniors for so long and just hearing their viewpoints and asking them for advice i have a different i feel like i have a different set of values than a lot of people i know in their 20s and 30s who feel washed up when they're 30 or they're like i'll be alone forever i broke up with someone when i was 32 i'll never love again and i'm like i know people who are 85 years old that have a new boyfriend Mm -hmm. they just met. And if you ask them what it's like to be 30, they're like, I don't know, but I even wish I was 50 again because I was so young. And so I feel like I have a different set of ideas about what age means and how long life is and your opportunities in life and being grateful for the time you have. But also a thing you were saying that, I mean, I find reflected as – um, you know, and we just talking talking to Shirley, and she was talking about keep your body moving, keep yeah. stretching, do yeah. exercise. You might think it's so awesome to loaf around and drink a lot when you're in your 20s, but your body will be fucked. You'll be jacked. That's why I stopped uh, drinking at 30 because I saw all these women who could do a lot more than I could. Um, but to that point about yeah, these women that I talked to we kind of have these concepts we've been brainwashed to think about age a certain way you know to fear it which comes a lot with the fear of death but we're also fearful that all about all these changes that are going to happen and you know so many of the women i talk to say they feel like they're 20 inside they feel like they're 30 inside they feel like they're 40 inside they continue to have this youthful sense of the way they think yes their bodies change and things change, but uh, there's so many positive things that happen as well. Um, a, re- a new confidence and freedom and not caring anymore what anyone thinks and these things that allow you to truly be yourself. And that's what happens to these women as they got to a certain age. And it can happen to anyone because they can just decide, I finally just want to be me. You know, They don't have to worry about pleasing anyone else. It's just what they are are 
are the path they're going on. What are you? What are some of the greatest pieces of advice that you think you've gotten or that you? Mm. That's a tricky one because they have such snappy comments that I can't even like uh, throw them out there. But um, Ilona, just for instance, is uh, the only way I can describe it is to really pay attention to all the small details and see how beautiful even the minute thing is in life. And like, you know, even like a bird or a leaf or an ant. And you really meditate on that. And for a few seconds, you know, when you're out in the world to be very present. And she has a very Buddhist philosophy and she was never... Buddhist, and she just wrote this book called Ilona at 96, which you can get on a, on a website or on Amazon, and it's full of her beautiful daily wisdom and things that she's just learned over time that have allowed her to maintain this sense of, like, vibrancy. Yeah, and one time we were doing this interview in New York City. And it was going to be for the Today Show, and we were doing a pre-interview, and we were going up in this office, and Lilona was looking out the windows, and it was like she saw a view of Union Square, and I'm like, oh, are you excited to be here? She's like, Ari, I'm excited to be in this elevator and see that bird on the branch outside the Union Square video, and what to view, and this and that. She's, You ask her, when were you most happy? She goes, right now. I mean, that's the type of things that I've learned beyond how to treat people and, you know, sage wisdom from so many of them but uh yeah constantly i'm learning from them do you have a favorite trend that you've seen among seniors favorite trend they're all so different is the thing i know Uh, and and i photograph so many different types of style so no i mean i love a woman who's with a pearl necklace i love a and then like you know that big blown out hair um but i also love alice carey she lives in the west village and she wears men's suits with uh, vintage men's suits with plaid scarves and i mean i love someone who you can tell are is truly authentic and then the way they put themselves together you know their house is going to look like that you know their food is going to look like that you know everything sort of has this cohesiveness so you think i look like my house and my food um you do look like your house and uh your food i'll have to think about although your green kitchen walls kind of remind me of maybe some veggies you would eat it's true (laughs) it's true the other day i was drinking a green matcha in my green kitchen in my green raincoat i was really feeling it well right now she's wearing my uh judith ann vintage plus size uh silver and black kimono uh for shirley's birthday party with a floral dress that's kind of 70s psychedelic so i don't know i haven't seen sequins around in your house but uh no, i'm not opposed to them i just don't yeah i've just never gone i'm just like not Brian that girl, not, i'm not that good at being a woman i just i'm not it doesn't you think sequins mean a woman excuse me <laughs> yeah I, I i'm lo- thinking like a woman a to me is sequin. like a drag queen like to <laughs> me like the height of femininity is a really good drag queen i'm like oh i gotta work towards that I got to be a little better at How that. How am I doing on that? You look. I feel like you have a very Andre Leon Tally vibe. How mm. do you feel about that? Mm. It can work. You wear like I'm beautiful not designer. I'm, a, a, a woman in London, Molly Parkin. Her first kiss was with Louis Armstrong. By the way, mm-hmm. um, she's a dear friend of mine, and she makes a lot of her clothes and hats. And I went over to visit her, and she gave me this caftan and matching hat. It's my most treasured item. Except for a picture of Ilona, who, uh, that uh, when Ilona drew my eye. Oh wait, 
Um, one more question before we go to our dinner with more seniors, more yes. octogenarians. Yes, Valerie. Is how has your project changed the lives of the seniors that you photographed? Well. And these are just people that you found on the street. This is not yeah, a yeah, casting yeah. call. This no, is no, not no. anything. Uh, yeah, just, you know, like I said, I moved to New York, started to meet all these women on the street, photographed them, started my blog, and then modeling agencies and fashion brands started to approach me to uh, cast these women in campaigns and I, and shoot them. And then Marc Jacobs based a collection off of my photos and it was just like, whoa, this is crazy that people are being inspired by this, although I knew that my friends would really appreciate it. And I wanted to change people's perceptions of, of aging and, and you know make them think, oh, it's cool to get older. So... Um, the women have had totally new careers, you know, have met so many people, have intergenerational friendships, and they're helping to change a lot of people's perspective on aging, and they love that. Um, so I think it's, you'd have to each ask each one of them how it affected them. It's affected me in so many ways, just like gave, given me a path. After my grandma passed away, I had no idea what I was going to do, and she kind of brought this project to me. But yeah, I mean, they're modeling for huge brands and performing and uh, doing all sorts of things. And then other, we get emails all the time from young girls who say, I can't wait to get older now and can't wait to be as cool as her. And so that's really gratifying. And then the older women who say they no longer fear, fear even getting older and that they feel they hope, you know, they start gaining that <coughs> courage and that freedom again. So. Wait, what are you working on now? I'm working on Advanced Love, a new book which comes out February 2019 about older couples, interesting older couples, and their wisdom and taking photos. So it's a collection of photos of love. Have you learned anything of value from them about how to sustain love? I love getting all everything they have to say, and it's everyone has a different dynamic, but a lot of it is uh, patience, compromise, staying committed when times get tough, not just giving up, <clears throat> asking yourself that question. Someone said the other day, do I want to live without this person for the rest of my life? No, then we should be together and work it out. Um, not being afraid to fight, um, but so much of it is compromise and uh really listening simple things like that mm -hmm. there's snappier quotes but it's really about uh that because you know each 10 years is a different entirely different relationship with the same person because mm -hmm. you've changed and they've changed it could even be five years so you guys are continuing to change separately and together and so you kind of always have to renew that and reflect upon things and listen to each other and, you know, at some point you just stop fighting because you just realize time is short and uh, certain things aren't important. But Do you recommend that other people take portraits of seniors in their communities? I always love when people do that, of course. Yeah, I mean, it creates uh, incredible relationships and makes people happy. Uh, it's a great exchange of wisdom, of course. Any project that, that involves older people and creativity. Do you have any tips for portrait for doing portraits of people? Do you have any tips for taking portraits Portraiture. of people? Portraiture. Well, <laughs> now I'm a professional photographer here. Um, I would say spending a little bit of time with someone to make them feel comfortable because when I start shooting, I get a certain photo, 
And then we stop and then we talk a little bit and then I shoot at the end. And the ones at the end are always the best because people are more relaxed and trust you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Thank you. There you go. What's your sign? Libra. We love Libras. Libra the Libra, Libra the Libra. Yeah. Leave uh, it to Bivra. Leave it to Libra. Okay. <laughs> Ari says, going, thanks for being on Sagittarius Matters. Thank you. I've waited a long time for this moment and I just, I, I can't thank you enough. Wait, how can you tell it's a good bagel? Well, my husband makes the best bagel, so you have to come over and try one. I will. Not to be a Seinfeld, but have you ever noticed that I never try to sell you Blue Apron on the podcast? Or that we do not disparage and bemoan trips to the post office in favor of Stamps.com? Well, it is because we have no advertisers. Zero. Producer Chris, producer Ponyo, and myself do this out of the goodness of our hearts, because we like it. If you would like to tip producer Chris Sutton, who dedicates hours to this series every week, please, 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 please send your tip of $5, $10, who knows how much, that's your business, via PayPal, to hornetleg at gmail.com. That is hornet, like the insect, leg, like one of his appendages, at gmail.com. If you do this, we will read your name on the podcast. Isn't that exciting? We may have advertisers someday and we'll rant and rave about free sex toys and mattresses and blue apron and whatever. But in the meantime, thank you. We appreciate your support and I look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it too. That was Ponyo's voice. Don't be scared. Bye. Thank you this week to Shoshana Ruth Wechter, Brett Schmidt, Mary Pinson, and Christy Harrod. Thank you. Valerie wants to know if this is a podcast or a podcast. What do this you think is a it is? Pa. The host, ha- the hostess, has to define because we can go either way. This is a podcast. If you choose to talk about pot on the podcast, this could be a special podcast segment. Indeed, because it is legal and uh, advisable in some circles. Can you introduce yourself to my listeners who may not know you? Okay, my name used to be Valerie Sobel. Valerie Varda. It used to be Valerie Varda. I also had a husband by the name of Fernando Escandon uh, de Orega, but it's, 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 it's commentary. And now it's Valerie Von Sobo because my husband, who was a very normal attorney, of course didn't use the word Von, but his father had a village in Czechoslovakia, thus the Von. Tell us about Elvis. No, I will not tell you about Elvis. She's the hostess, and she will ask me proper questions. Oh, I've I've given Ari the I've deputized him as my guest, my guest host for this segment. We're doing we'll an advanced we're doing an advanced style episode. So uh, I will let I will I will allow I Ari to ask terrain. you some questions. Yes. Now I understand how so how we Elvis. flow. But I do appreciate you checking him. Well, I've, I've first of all, I'm job very all day. respectful of my elders, as you know, and, and of course, I'm I, your elder. <laughs> I just wanted to know if he was listening. Yes. So Elvis was a darling, very polite young man. He called me ma'am, and I wasn't quite 18 yet, so as you can know, he must have had a very sheltered life. He was surrounded by horrible people like that colonel person. And you could have had a bowling alley in his suite, which which was on the co- 
top of the intercontinental in Las Vegas. That's how we met. And he was telling me how much money he says I have given to you Hungarians because I understand that we never stood behind our promise uh, through Radio Free Europe that we will back up your revolution. And so I gave hundreds and thousands of dollars because I thought it was very unfair of my America. Anything else you want to know? The sexy stuff? Yeah. Did you have any sexy moments with him? Not really. Not really. No, 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 no. I was innocent. I actually was a virgin. And I think he may have been too. He was very polite. Did you have sex with each other? We did not have sex with each other. And neither with Marlon Brando. I didn't say that. Oh, you slept with Marlon Brando? You never told me. No, and I'm not going to. Why not? He's dead. Wait a minute, Mrs. Zemeckis thinks that if the poor chap is dead, it gives you complete... Well, as he should have, yes. Well, he was beautiful. Oh, this, that might be my dog, sorry. Panyo! You're like, there's a large rat in here, nobody panic. Yeah, I just followed on my shin. Ponyo made a little escape. Okay, tell us about aging. About aging? Yes. From I have a bag under the table. Aging is 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 in a way unavoidable, but if you are healthy, you can just not dignify it. I am not dignifying it. I am acting out. I run four miles a day at a at a very good clip. And so, what? I, I'm not an expert on aging. I refuse to. Exactly. I am going to be 77 in March, which you shouldn't ask a lady. Huh? Oh, I've heard different things. What kind? I've never given myself a birthday party. Excuse me, darling. The hostess wants to know something. I want to know do you have advice about love for people? That's been a theme of our podcast this week, advice about love. Well, that I can speak to because I think it is the most sacred gift that we have received. I think it's the glue of the universe, all the different kinds of loves. Uh, The love for for our parents, for siblings, for friends, for animals, not to mention lovers. But, I mean, I don't know how many we get to get in a lifetime, but... I think they should all be treasured because they cannot be manufactured, they cannot be stolen, they cannot be rented. It's very, it's, it's a gift like no other. How do you feed it? You feed it by being very obliging, very respectful, very decent, and that's just the platform. And beyond that, you you honor what's good about them and you magnify it so they feel great about themselves vis-a-vis you. Am I doing that as a mother? I think I am not. As a mother, I see my role very weird, like I have to be stern, and if I don't teach my daughter this or that, she will not learn. And this is very wrong. Because I think that a child, just like anybody else, just needs the love to nurture them. But as people, we have strange ideas. Hold on. Do you have any style tips for people, for women in particular, as they age? (laughs) 
Well, it certainly isn't about being appropriate, but, but being free. If you never had any taste, you will not have any in your old age. Uh, on the other hand, if you've worked out how you should look when you are young and it no longer works when you are old, it's a huge mistake. So you have to shift. How can you tell if it's not working? <laughs> if you ever had any discernment, you will know because you will look in the mirror. And if your hips went from 36 to 46, then you know that the same kind of thing is not working unless, of course, your eye have have gone, your hearing is a little troubling. And, you know, I mean, if you get diminished, you may not. So that's when a good friend comes in and tells you. And Valerie knows how to be a very good friend. <laughs> Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton, with assistance by Panyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.